On today's general admission, we get into a little Grammy talk, the new Red Hot Chili Pepper and Pup albums are out, we talk about those, and the Gaslight Anthem tour that was just announced. We have an awesome interview with Mike Hellriegel of Jersey cover band Grand Theft Audio, and on the back half of the show, Brett and I play a Name That Band Game, we get into a little Blink talk, and as always, voicemails. Alright, let's go! Okay, we're here. Episode four. Spring is in the air. Baseball is coming back and the Grammys are still boring. Brett, did you watch any of the Grammys? (laughs) I did not. Once I saw they announced the Foo Fighters won like prior to the show even going on TV, I was like, well, now I have no reason to even bother turning it on if they're not going to play and they're not going to be giving any speeches either. So what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. They always do like the awards that I seem to care about off air. Granted, like, I think if the Taylor stuff didn't happen, the Foo Fighters would have been there, probably would have been live. But yeah, it wasn't. I tuned in for a little. I was in like a like a waiting room doctor's office thing that night. Everyone's fine. But um, I was sitting there and it just was on the TV. So I caught like some of Nas's performance, which was cool. He had like a whole brass band behind him, um, like saxophone player, trumpets, all that good stuff. And like his performance was 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 great. And then um, then Chris Stapleton came on and he's like way better than I realized. Never like listened to him too much, but he's good. I listened to him on the ride home after that. Um, yeah, he shreds. So I'm not like a big country guy, but he's really good. Yeah. And I enjoy listening, like pretty much anything he puts out because he could sing, he could shred. Yeah. It's not like all beer and pickup trucks with him. It's actually (laughs) like good songwriting, which is nice. Yeah. There's some, there's some substance there. I just put on like, this is Chris Stapleton for like the 20 minute drive home just to see what he was about. And yeah, it's like you said good lyrics and like great guitar so and his range is like he'll hit some notes like how are you doing this right now yeah yeah i definitely i want to dig into him more i feel like he'd be good like summertime like beach music throw on with some beers he's Um, a great one uh who else who else did stuff at the grammys i looked up the wins obviously um you were just saying the food fighters they got three they had best rock performance for making a fire best rock song for waiting on a war and then best rock album for medicine at midnight and they have some sort of record i don't really know the stats but i know they was it winning a band in grammy history that that sounds good to me (laughs) i feel like that's what i saw i don't know if it was rock band but it was definitely winning winning a band damn that's awesome so Um, good for them though yeah some good news and what's been a pretty terrible year so far yeah yeah i'm sure they don't even care that much like i mean i'm sure they're proud don't get me wrong but it's got to be very bittersweet obviously yeah um yeah they did the the tribute for taylor hawkins which i just i looked up on youtube um it was just like a bunch of clips of him while they played um my hero in like the background 
Um, it was fine. Like a minute and a half wasn't anything crazy. They didn't like showcase him drumming all that much, to be honest, but it was just nice they did anything. So whatever. And didn't like Billie Eilish have like a like a Taylor Hawkins shirt on at the yeah. show? Yeah, she did. That was cool. Yeah. Props to her. She's she's just cool. I like her style. Um yeah. Um, there was some other like crazy style, like outfits and stuff, but we don't really need to get too into that. I just noticed like everyone was wearing the Grammys for you. <laughs> everyone was wearing giant clothes, like Justin Bieber's sleeves were like down to the floor, which <laughs> I don't know if I if I love how ridiculous it is or I hate how ridiculous it is, but I mean, whatever. If I was at the Grammys and I was like that famous, I could see just doing something stupid just for the hell of it. So I don't want to judge him too hard. But. He's doing the David Byrne from Talking Heads. Like the wiggle suit that was too long. Oh, yeah. You that video? <laughs> <laughs> that, that must have been it. It was a tribute. We just didn't, didn't realize it. <laughs> um, Dream Theater won an award for best metal performance, which is pretty cool. I haven't seen their name in a while. I'm not like avid in the metal community or anything like that, but they've definitely been around. They're like forever they're like the tool of their scene kind of right yeah they're definitely i think like one of the more popular names um speaking of tool um mike shinoda won an award for remixing passenger by deftones which maynard sings on <laughs> so <laughs> kind of an award that's a great for, song too it's such a good song Big I, deftones fan yeah I looked up the remix just because I was curious and it was equally cool. So shout out Mike Shinoda. Congrats. Glad to see he's still Pretty sure like uh doing things. One time the Deftones played that live with and then the uh, Tim from Rise Against did the Maynard part what? for Passenger. I almost want to stop this podcast and go listen to that right now because that sounds awesome. I hope it's real and you're not just it was awesome lying to me. <laughs> unless i like switched it around maybe but i'm pretty sure it was him (laughs) that'd be sick yeah i'm definitely gonna look that up as soon as we're done um yeah that's about all i had for the grammys um olivia rodrigo won best new artist um good for her she had some songs that were stuck in my head for quite a few weeks even if one was kind of misery business (laughs) i thought she'd get best best uh, album too but she, she, I think no. Who like pop album? I think just album is album of the year. It's like the big Grammy award. Album of the year was John Batiste. <laughs> Did I do that right? There's <laughs> <laughs> it, <but, laughs> <it> Batiste. <laughs> Too much flair. <laughs> I feel like it might be Batiste. <laughs> uh, oh man. That's all right. I'm not fixing it. It's Batiste now. Someone let him know. <laughs> that was the Italian like enunciation at the end. <laughs> Batiste. Batiste. <laughs> uh, I can't say I'm familiar with the album since I can't even say his name right, but um, that's cool. Maybe I'll listen to it just because album of the year. Might as well listen to a couple songs, see how it goes. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Grammys, it's like you're always curious. I might tune in for a little, but it's not uh, like whatever. I, it doesn't like make artists I like more exciting or less exciting or 
doesn't really introduce me to too much stuff. Well, we'll see how this Green. John Batiste album is. Maybe uh, he'll be my new favorite artist. Who knows? But at least uh, no one got slapped there. So that's a positive news, at least. Yeah. Some positive yeah. news. <laughs> the only slaps were all those banger songs that we were celebrating. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Maybe some bases. <laughs> um all these new banger songs um have you been listening to which album that we want to get into first <laughs> chili peppers or pup let's start with pup <laughs> i cannot stop listening to pup's album i think i've listened to it like 10 I times in three days <laughs> it's so good it's so good there's nothing bad about it at all so no. far it goes so hard there's so much like like aggression but controlled at the same time and like ah i i don't even know where to start i think the last song is my favorite um like something about bankruptcy pup is filing for bankruptcy it goes so hard and like there's this like crazy bass riff that carries the song and then there's this thing at a minute in that i love where the bass is just like ripping the riff and then the drums just do this like it's like this machine gun almost it's i don't know it's just so cool it makes me want to just like go nuts i am in love with that song <laughs> it ends the way it begins the album like i'm hoping when we see them it goes four chords into totally fine i think totally fine is like another one of those just yeah just punches you in the face like immediately the second you hit play on it yeah it's it's so good um what what do you think of like the like the skits they have, like the themes in the middle. There's like a few tracks with them, like talking to the label and like talking about making the album. Did you like that? It's like four chords, part like one, two, three, yeah. right? Yeah. That was entertaining because they were only like, they're like easy to miss if you're not paying attention. Like one of them's like nine seconds long. I think it's part the yeah. last one, part three. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Like they didn't, they didn't overdo it because I think no, if it was too much, like, the intro is one thing, but I don't want like minute and a half skits because then I just think there's more songs on the album and there's not. And I get sad. But I like the one when he's like, we're discussing if we should tune the vocals. I say no. And I vote to end democracy in this fucking band. <laughs> it just cracks me up. <laughs> is that the one that goes um, right into waiting? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um yeah, I really like this album. Um, I can't wait to see it live. It's going to be so, so good. But yeah, you got to hear the whole album fresh. Like you didn't even That's hear it totally say. fine until this no. week. Wow. And it was awesome. Waiting too. Like I'm like, there's like a million plays on it already. Yeah. And like wow. it was my first time when it was on Friday. <laughs> but I'm like, I can't believe I waited this long for this because this song like kicks ass. Yeah. There's... Uh, there's just there's so many good songs so many good lines um but yeah like so i had listened to the singles so that's one two three four four songs out of and then not counting the interludes um that's like practically half the album right there that i already heard before it came out which is is like a weird thing in this world we live in because you it's a lot of singles it's a lot of singles. I remember the Front Bottoms did it too. I felt like over half the album was out before the album came out and it kind of takes away a little. 
don't know. What if what if a band was only going to put out two singles before the album? Would you listen then or you still hold off? Depends on the band. Because I remember like if it's like a day to remember, I've cheated in the past. Because <laughs> like I can't wait to hear what it sounds like. Or if it was like Foo Fighters or something. Like some bands, I'm like, I need the full album. Yeah. But I still feel like one or two is like your like the prime spot. You get enough anticipation out there with your fans. And you give them like the full meal when the album drops, but yeah, I don't know. It seems like we're in a different we're in a different time now. So maybe I do have to start adjusting my no single rule. <laughs> well, when you're on a music podcast that talks about music, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might help too. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but even having heard all those singles early, um, hearing them within the context of the album um, gives them a little like new light, also um i i just i can't get enough of this album i actually had to force myself today to not listen to it until like lunchtime because i i don't want to i don't want to play it out so <laughs> i told myself like, listen to something else um it was it was raining and sirius xm was playing one of the nirvana unplugged songs so i just put that album on like some acoustic nirvana on a rainy like wednesday is pretty appropriate i think <laughs> Great spring album. Great spring album <laughs> in bloom. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to do some chili talk? I do. I probably have more thoughts on this one than Pup. Because Pup is just pretty straightforward, like front to back. This is a great album. I'm going to be listening to it for a while. It's easily yeah. one of my favorites of the year so far. Yeah. Chili Peppers, on the other hand, I feel like we're probably going to go a little long on. Not long, but little more in depth with because there's it's an hour and 13 minutes so there's a lot more to digest there yeah it's a a pretty packed album um 17 tracks hour 13 minutes it's a lot of music uh what were your initial thoughts so i think if i follow my weezer rule and just be like okay are there like one to three songs on here that i'll walk away happy with Will that be enough? And for this, I feel like it was. Like three of the songs I liked, I'm probably going to keep listening to. And I'll probably still keep listening to the album because it's kind of, again, 17 songs. You're not going to learn them all within like the first week, probably. But like I really enjoyed Poster Child. I feel like that's like their version of We Didn't Start the Fire in a way. And I like the way he delivers the lyrics. And it's like, all these different name drops and the way he but delivers it that was the like super funky one yeah like right yeah it's like track five yeah 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 that was one of the singles um i like that one also it's just very funky it's it's uh it slaps it does <laughs> literally i'm pretty sure Flea Flea is going in <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was a good song um i don't um I listened through it through once, if I'm being honest. I don't even think I made it completely to the end. Um, it's, it's a lot to digest. It's a lot. And um, uh, listening to Anthony Kiedis for an hour and 13 minutes is is a little tough for me anyway. Um, I mean, I I like him. He's the Chili Peppers. Like, you know what you're getting. Um, but an hour 13 is a lot. And some of the songs he's more like 
beep a boop bop boo than others like you know um (laughs) but what i my favorite part of a lot of this album was like the bridges on all these songs were so good when they would just kind of go off into jam land and have like some spacey guitars or like flea and chad would be in the pocket together um i noticed like john frashanti was doing some real cool stuff with his guitar too like he wasn't always even necessarily like playing like there was a song kind of in the first half and he's just like leaning in and giving it a lot of feedback and it it just works really well like instrumentally they they have some really good moments on this on this cd yeah, his return i feel like was easily the best part of the album because like whether he was doing like those solos like i think he had a really cool one on the great apes the great and then and i'm trying to remember that feedback i know the one you're talking about but like i'm blanking on the name but like everything he did i thought he was great it was just you know if you've 17 if you have a 17 track album and like each song is like averages like five minutes it's really hard to like take that in nowadays well even just in general because like you have to listen to this album like so many times it's like there's part of stadium arcadium i don't remember because like yeah. there's 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 a two album or two what's the word of my it was a double, uh, album. double album there yeah. it is yeah and like there's I, songs on there i don't remember other than like the big singles and that's like kind of the risk you run when you have that much content yeah which i was it got me thinking about our conversation a few weeks ago about double albums when i said more songs is just more potential for good songs i'm not so sure i agree with myself anymore <laughs> because i think it's harder, your mind it's harder to digest an album when you can't like consume it all in one sitting or if you do like like pups got to be around 40 minutes i would think um by the time you get to the end the f- beginning is still kind of fresh in your head like it feels like one like full ride through like the album whereas this just feels like a lot of songs um, yeah you can listen to pup yeah. almost like three times in like the same amount of time it would take to listen to this once yeah exactly so it's gonna be easier to get familiar with an album like that like you had said um but yeah there's definitely songs on this that i'm gonna return to it's just i'm gonna have to find them again because <laughs> i didn't write down Throw the ways was my favorite because that was that sounded like vintage chili peppers the catchy chorus and like the band rocking out yeah that's like your stereotypical rock chili pepper song is these are the ways i was i was actually impressed with how chili peppers it sounded which might sound kind of silly to say but like a band this old and this far down like you'd expect them to maybe deviate from their sound or try not even to say they're not trying different things but like it this some of these songs sound like they could have been written like 10 20 years ago by these guys which i think is is pretty cool um when it comes to a band sound that they no one sounds like them and that's no that's impressive for sure. they stay true to who they are yeah but yeah it's a it's a cool album i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to spend some more time with it before i it's like an assignment yeah yeah but i can see some of these songs making it to playlists yeah not the whole thing probably (laughs) no and i'm i wonder curious what like diehard chili peppers fans think of this um 
if they like it or if they're kind of in the same boat where there's the songs they really like and then the others are kind of throwaways. I'll probably dive into that like after this. I want to avoid any like reviews just until we talked about it. Yeah. Because I don't want to like, absorb takes that are out there. I just want to <laughs> keep it fresh. But Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Because it plus like the internet is very full of hate. <laughs> so it's probably oh, yeah. it's probably better to just stay away. Come out with your own opinion. There's a lot of hate going around before this even dropped, I feel like. Wow. The people who had like heard the album early. So I don't think it was as bad as some made it sound, but yeah, it's definitely meaty. Yeah, it's 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 packed. It is packed. Um, I saw Rise Against put out a music video today for their song Talking to Ourselves. And um, it was really cool because this music video, it shows all these people in like an art gallery, but um, all the art is just QR codes and everyone's on their phones, like scanning things. And then there's like, you see like war videos and protest stuff because it's it's Rise Against. That's like what they're about. But aside from that, the a lot of fans decided they're going to scan these QR codes in the video. And they started taking us to different places. And one of the videos takes you to an unreleased acoustic version of the song. And then another scan takes you to a 30 second snippet of a unreleased song of a new single so oh wow yeah but doesn't that kind of go against the theme of the video <laughs> that's you know that's exactly what i was thinking <laughs> it's like encouraging you to the video the video um i think it's going to take a few watches to see what they're going for because like you said it it almost seems contradictory and then i'm like is this like anti-war is it we're so engrossed in like our phones and social media that we're missing stuff but then at the same time it's like a lot of this war and stuff is in your face with social media which is a whole new thing like we don't have to get into like politics but like that's rise against that's that's what they do yeah that's um, what they do yeah it it was a cool video though it, it made me think but it was definitely cool like just get a snippet of a new song like just hidden in there like that it's pretty um, cool and that's like that was my favorite off their new album talking to ourselves yeah uh that whole album uh, it'd be hard to pick a favorite um but that was a great song and the lyrics like tim's just he's unreal with with lyrics like i don't know how he keeps doing it album after album so i don't he's know mastered if, it at this point yeah yeah he's he's a genius um so i don't know if this is a new single or if like they have a bunch of b-sides from the album that they might put out which i mean either way they're new singles to us so that's cool um yeah rise against tour in the summer seeing we'll them twice <laughs> very excited <laughs> oh yeah yeah we will i love having a good Coming up soon a good run of concerts ahead of us can't wait can't wait can't wait what else happened this week? Um, does that segue into the Gaslight tour dates? Yes, it does. Gaslight announced a bunch of tour dates and left New Jersey and PA like out. <laughs> and everyone was confused. Until they didn't. Until they didn't. 
um what so that we're getting pnc i believe i have some thoughts on that <laughs> on pnc or on them yeah. saving us to last of being jerk teases <laughs> mostly pnc yeah we all knew the dates were coming why uh obviously you'd prefer to see them somewhere smaller or what do you think yeah so two parts first i don't think the art center is a fitting venue for them i saw them there with jimmy world when they put get hurt out in 2014 and it just you just feel so disconnected unlike when you see them at like the summer stage when they're right in your face everyone's all together like standing side by side and because at the art center you're sitting on the lawn and they're like a thousand feet away i don't know bad with that kind of stuff but they're a million years away maybe we'll say uh but they're really like it's not a great venue for them like i don't think they're as big as some of the bands that play the art center and that's not an insult at them it's just not who they are especially on a reunion tour and then especially with their opener like jeff rosenstock is a guy you need to be a front and center alongside everyone else at the concert because he's going to put on an incredible show and at the art center he's playing the seats in front of him on the stage it's not the same thing. Like people that are going to be going crazy are going to be so far away from him. So I'm just confused as to why they didn't just do a fall, sh- an October show on the summer stage and pick the art center. Yeah. Yeah. I think you make a lot of good points. Um, PNC is very disconnected. Like the people on the lawn are hearing parts of the songs like 10 seconds after the people in the front seat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're way out there. And, uh, yeah, the summer stage, like, it's a little smaller, but maybe they could have done a couple days instead if they want, if they were so sure they were going to sell out all these seats. Um, yeah, I PNC is not really my favorite venue these days. No. Um, it, like you said, like, we intend to go to this. I'm going to want to get, oh, we missed the presale. Shoot. Um, I think we'll be all right because they, they were pretty much giving away tickets when they tore with Jimmy Royal because they couldn't sell it out. Yeah, but are they giving away lawn tickets? Like, because I was going to say, yeah, that's different. Based off everything you just said, like, we're going to want to probably have seats, like, because it's just a better experience. Um, that's what I that's what I did for Slipknot the last time I was at PNC. And is that is that a fall show too? Um. That's my second point was that we're getting an outdoor October show, which I'm not, that could go either way with the weather. Yeah. That's another reason to just get under the roof. Um, At least then if it's cold, you could throw a hoodie on and if it rains, you don't have to worry. When I think back to like Blink or like Weezer at PNC, being in the lawn wasn't as bad because they kind of cater to that like party atmosphere where like obviously it'd be amazing to see blink somewhere like starland but like that's not really the reality so for me those shows were more hang out with all your friends bask in the nostalgia and listen to blink from the lawn while you make your rounds visiting people um and that's that's great that's a fun time um but for someone like gaslight like you said like i want to be i want to be in the crowd i want to be 40 rows off the stage, like looking at Brian Fallon and singing along. And 
I don't know that the lawn at PNC is going to give that to you. No, I don't see people going too crazy like they do like a blinker weed show. Yeah, I get, I fit, that's not their kind of music. Yeah, they have more of like a a tighter knit fan base, I would think. It is a weird choice, especially like so Jeff Rosenstock too. Like, I don't know why they picked PNC. That's it's very odd. You like either pick like a club somewhere, like pick Starland or like or like a week at Starland or something, because obviously they're going to sell the jersey shows that are indoor but yeah i mean i'm sure we're still probably going to go and have a great time but it's just i feel like they could have picked a better venue yeah yeah absolutely um it'll still be fun for sure um but smaller venues are always better seems to be the theme every with time us. um except for foo fighters they were very cool in uh <laughs> That was cool in the baseball stadium. (laughs) Yeah, or like when I saw Metallica. So there are some bands that like cater to that big arena atmosphere. I'm just, I'm not sure that Gaslight's one of them. And no, maybe maybe they don't have that kind of power like a Foo and a Metallica does. Yeah. Um, Speaking of um, Nine Inch Nails is replacing Foo Fighters at this Rockville festival I'm going to and in Boston Calling. Um. I'm okay with with it. Like, I mean, as much as you can be. I was very excited to see Foo Fighters, but I think Nine Inch Nails should be a cool show. I mean, they're a pretty interesting band. Um, Very unique. Yeah, they get weird with it and still, like, have those, like, heavy rock and roll roots. So I'm pretty excited, I think, you know, of all the, the options. I was, like, really hoping Rage would take the spot, but that was kind of a pipe dream. That would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I'll see Nine Inch Nails. Uh, I think I might know more songs than I realize with them. They kind of have a decent amount of hits that get played. You're yeah. on K-Rock a lot back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Z100 and <laughs> um, Sirius plays them. Yeah, like Closer and uh, what's the the hand that serves or something like that like that, get what you deserve bleeds or hand that feeds hand that, hand feeds. that feeds yeah that's hand a cool that, one yeah. um i need to go through their songs but i i think hearing them i'll recognize more than i realize which it's kind of what you want from headliner bands like you see them and like smashing pumpkins are another one that same night i think you'll recognize plenty of Smashing Pumpkins songs, even if you're not like an avid Smashing yeah. Pumpkins listener. Pretty majority of that set, I'd say. Yeah. Um, in other festival news, Kanye backed out of Coachella. Like a couple, saw weeks, that a couple of weeks before. I think Coachella saw it coming. I was reading that they, when they booked him, they all, they also booked a backup plan because that's how like little faith they had in him. Smart. Yeah, so it's going to be Swedish House Mafia and then they're getting like bumped up to headliner and then the weekend is also coming in. So yeah, that's 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 pretty big headliners. Yeah, apparently one of the stories I heard was Billie Eilish was playing a show and one of her fans was either having like a panic attack or an asthma attack or something and she stopped the show to help them. And Kanye took this as a slight 
to Travis Scott, and he demanded an apology from Billie Eilish, who's also playing Coachella, which was one of the reasons that he didn't want to play. Now, I just heard this from like word of mouth, so it could be nonsense, but it no, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. You can't even we have to have a Kanye conversation one of these days, but I don't yeah. know when that. <laughs> time will be <laughs> yeah when we get to patreon level we'll just do a whole kanye yeah. episode and make people pay for it <laughs> <laughs> do a kanye bonus episode he's something he is something um yeah I've definitely soured on him a lot over the years unfortunately but yeah i think i think most people probably have yeah the spectacle's always like, i love life of pablo when it came out and then just yeah me too ever since just that album was awesome it's um, so good. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. It's just like, it gets to a point where it's hard to look past the antics. Like I'm always an advocate for like separating the art from the artist within reason. And he's really starting to toe that line, especially with all like the crazy shit he's doing towards Kim and like just what he was saying to Trevor, no- Trevor Noah and like he's out of control. You might need a little, I need to talk to someone. Yeah, I guess the point where you act obnoxious enough. It's like, I don't want to listen to what you're doing because I don't like you. (laughs) No, I don't like what you're doing to other people. Yeah, you got to make really, really good music to be that much of a, like, jerk. Put it nicely. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm glad Coachella had a plan and they they were able to bounce back. I think people at Coachella don't mind too much. You go to Coachella to no. take pictures, put them on Instagram. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like anyone could be playing and they'd be happy. So yeah. Yeah. That's uh so it goes with these festivals. It's people are always dropping out and um Parkway Drive dropped out of this uh Welcome to Rockville Fest, which I was oh, kind of no. disappointed because I've always heard really cool things about them. I never like really listened to them too much, but I was I would have definitely checked them out. They're very good live. Seen them uh, a bunch on Warp Tour. Uh, what was their reason for dropping out? Um, they said they've been doing this for 20 years and they've put a hundred percent into this band that entire time. And it's getting to a point where they need to take a step back and kind of look at their lives without the band for a little bit. They said they hope everyone understands they're still gonna do their Europe tour dates in the fall and yeah i mean so they might be breaking up they no they explicitly said that it was just gonna be like a hiatus and they would be back like they said they would be back in their little announcement so i don't think they're breaking up but maybe they take a break and realize that they're over it i don't know Um, he screams hard so i can only imagine the toll it's taken on like him personally yeah, twenty years of just like screaming has got to be, got to be rough. They're they're from Australia. Yep, that's sick. Uh, disappointed. I won't get to see them. But. He's got like one of those like earth shattering screams. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll give him a listen. Now that I'm back at the office at work a few days a week, I've been listening to way more music because I can't just like throw Netflix on in the background all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah and i can't just listen to pup on repeat 
Or can I? I could. <laughs> <laughs> I can, and I probably will. Although pup while driving is dangerous because I get very like jacked up. <laughs> I was driving them, faster. I was listening to them on like the treadmill the other day, and I like cranked the speed up, and it's like yeah, I'm an angry thirty year old. I love it. They're good for a parkway drive. <laughs> they are great for a parkway drive. A little less screams or different screams. <laughs> uh on that note shall we get to our interview let's get to it probably i take that back i just lost my train of thought i mean (laughs) okay well even in (laughs) stay tuned for the interview and get brett's train of thought back after it's so good it took the words right out of my mouth that's how good this interview was Boom. Let's do it. All right. We now welcome on a very special guest. He is the bass player for Grand Theft Audio, New Jersey-based cover <laughs> band, Mike Hellriegel. He's also the meanest Dimebag Daryl impression on the East Coast. What's up, Mike? <laughs> First question, how awesome is it being in a live cover band? Because it just looks like the most fun. It's one of those things where I put it off for years thinking like, oh, I would always see cover bands be kind of jealous because they were playing to big crowds and people were having fun. But I was like, that's lame. You're playing other people's songs. And they, then I just broke down and said, I just I want to go out, play, have fun, meet some people. It's been like the most fun I've had in years. Like I've always said to people, like if somebody goes, um, you want to drive an hour away to some shore bar you never heard of and you can drink and eat all night take an uber home or you know you guys stay sober and then play music for like three hours i'm like yeah i'm gonna try to play you know it's been cool like we've been to like, like a ton of places we've never been to before like because it's like you know why would you and then it's just it's, it feels cool when like you're bringing like the good time and it's, you know you're, you're playing with like you know it's kind of like a, a loaded deck you're playing all <laughs> popular songs that people already know but when you see people you know there's always this guy or group of guys like you walk in and you're like you're lugging all the gear in right it's like there's always this guy like at the bar kind of just like i don't know like like like, who are these guys and then like you play like a song that they like and then all of a sudden you see that guy's just just, like smiling like oh like you melted the grinch's heart (laughs) but but yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been cool. We've played a lot of cool places and met some very cool people. So uh, yeah, it looks like you've yeah, been I've all been, up yeah. and down. Um, at least New Jersey. I don't know how how much you've done out of Jersey yet, but um, I saw like you played Bird and Bets, and then you've played like you're playing Crossroads next week. Like you're all over the place. So it's got to be fun seeing all these random venues. It's cool. It's like, you know, Crossroads, like professional, like Brian Fallon from Gaslight Anthem is playing there. And then they're like, you know, who have like hot water music and like what Frank Turner and like, you know, like all these, you know, like legit national touring bands. And then like, you know, we're going to be up there and that's cool. And it's like, you know, it's, um, it's fun playing different types of rooms. Cause like, you know, like they all sound different and people, you know, all respond differently. And, um, we're going to be playing in Manhattan later this month at a place called the Red Line in the Village, and uh, 
I've never been there, but I think they said like it's an NYU bar and it should be fun. But um, yeah, it, it, the whole thing actually kind of took off faster than all of us thought, which I guess is a, you know, it's a good thing. Like we would get like this positive feedback and like, you know, you know, all the musicians were all like, you know, every leave every show and you think about all the mistakes you made. And then like, they're all like, oh yeah, like we really liked you guys when I had you back. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> like, okay, like, sure. Like, it's, uh, it's been, it's been surprising. Playing Crossroads is a big deal, I feel like. I was just telling Nick like a couple of podcasts ago, like how much I love that place. Been, is it like your first time playing there? Yeah, it's our first time. I've actually, I've never been there for like a show or anything. So like, uh, you know, we heard about it and like, you know, our singer went out to like uh, go check it out. And so he's, I guess, outside because that's what he does. He's like the, um, you know, booking, you know, machine for us. So he like goes to these places, he talks to everybody and he's like, this place is awesome, you know, whatever. But um, that was actually kind of a cool story because the owner, he emailed them and the owner's like, oh, come on. He's like, come on in. And so he's like, all right. So he walks in, he says to the bartender, I'm here to see the owner. They're like, yeah, like he doesn't beat people. He's like, I know, but I have an email saying that he wants me to come in. And he goes, and he's like, yeah, I've actually like, I've heard of you guys. Like a couple of my regulars saw you out somewhere and said, I need to book you. And then he goes, he says, who are you guys? <laughs> like, kind of like, 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 like who the hell? Like, you know, that, you know, feels cool. So I'm like this kind of, you know, we're, we're very excited about that show. Yeah, that that's gonna be awesome. Um, how how do you go about like crafting set lists for these shows? Like, cause I'm sure you have to have a lot of songs on deck, and yeah, I don't know, it's, it's a lot. It's more like it's three sets. You're thinking maybe like ten to twelve. You're thinking probably like thirty songs a night. Um, it's um, you know, you try to get the pacing right, where it's like usually the good part of the night is going to be like the end of the first set and then all the second set. Cause then the dinner crowds moved out. Everybody's come in. Um, so the second sets when everybody's like really into it. And then the third, it kind of winds down a bit, but, um, you know, we try to group them by, you know, pacing, you know, like the second set will have more of like the pop punk stuff Our rhythm guitar player. He does most of the, uh, set list crafting. We also do it in terms of, uh, you know, how our singers feeling like with his voice, you know, trying to start off easy. Um, the other thing we have to do is start off a little easier too, because every show you always get the owner, whoever comes by and tell me, oh, can you turn it down a little bit? It's, you know, it's a little loud. So try not to like, you know, gauge it, but um, yeah, try not to push the singer's voice too much, trying to, you know, ease everybody into the night. And then, you know, always trying to finish strong. So, you know, you have a couple, you know, closers that tend to you know go over very well but um it's uh yeah it's and it also depends too the types of places like if you play like uh Billy McBride's in Hoboken which is like younger and uh that's just like you kids in their 20s they love that pop punk stuff too you play Blink-182 they freak (laughs) out I'm like that's us (laughs) yep (laughs) (laughs) but 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 it's just funny too because all right um i forget who wanted to do maybe it was our singer he went that song scotty doesn't know yeah that's a jam exactly yeah yeah that damon's up there saying it's like 
I had never heard of that song. I'm like, all right, we'll play. It seems fun. The moment you start going that, bah, 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 nah, 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 everybody in their 20s jumps up and starts freaking out. I'm like, I, I don't like that stuff is like age the best of anything. You know? Yeah, like uh, what's the other one? Um, that lit song. Uh, my, oh, own worst enemy. my own worst enemy. Like yeah. we see cover bands a lot in the summer, and at this point, I'm even sick of that song. But it's always a good time. <laughs> People love that one. I'm trying to think what's the, what, there's a couple other ones that are just like, you know, mainstays that you got to play. Ocean do Avenue. You, do you read a crowd? Ocean Avenue. Oh, we, we don't do that one. We okay. don't a higher violin player. Uh, get the guitar. <laughs> doing the guitar though now. <laughs> oh, that, uh, oh. <laughs> you know what? If you give our singer the idea, all of a sudden he's going to start <laughs> sequencing that out. So, <laughs> so do, yeah, you, I mean, do, do you read a crowd? Like um, if, if you go in with a set and you notice the crowd is more of that Willie McBride's um, younger um, crowd, are you going to kind of audible and lean into more of the 2000 stuff than the nineties or oh. you have a set plan no matter what? It, it's, you know, we have this set, so we try to, and that's mostly to make sure, you know, we've got, you know, there's always a game plan and it's timed out for three hours or whatever it is. But, you know, when you're watching, you're seeing what's going on, then, you know, somebody would be like you know scrap this next one and instead of that you know play you know play damn it or play uh you know whatever it is fall out boy and um you know or like you know sometimes you know people come running up too and they'll be like you know oh like do you take requests or they just you know start shouting songs you just <laughs> mr bright side <laughs> don't forget and then like you go all right if they want to hear that you know you look around like it's sometimes it's either um, all right we haven't played that in a while let's do it and then there's been a couple of times where, you know, because everybody's been playing for a while, like we've played songs that we've never actually rehearsed. And you look around like, right, do you know that one? You know that one? All right, cool. And then go off with it. But yeah, it's, you know, always trying to read the crowds because let's face it, at the end of the night, it's, you know, it kind of doesn't matter how well we play. You know, the venues are looking at like, did people stick around and were they buying drinks and all that stuff? So that's also the thing too. We say when you're crafting a set list and reading the crowds, like we're trying to make sure that everybody who comes in stays because you know nobody really knows us when we walk in. You know, maybe a couple of friends have come out to see us, but the bulk of the bar is you know people we kind of have to you know win over. So, are there like certain songs that you like staples that you open and close with? That are your go tos? Opening ones, you know, we'll kind of mix that up. It's more of like a, you know, something like, you know, open something like, you know, good, better than Ezra or like a, even a, you know, don't look back in anger, Oasis. Um, some of the good closers that we've done is like, you know, the ones with like the epic guitar solos. So Alive by Pearl Jam. That oh, one nice. a bunch. It's a good closer. That one, let me tell you, that's a fun song to play. And then, you know, it's got a killer guitar solo. So like, you know, if you got a guitarist that can pull it off, like it, it, it really goes over well. That one and uh, uh, we do, um, the good close has been, um, I'm not particularly a fan of the song, but it does seem to go over well as uh, uh, Tom Petty running down a dream. I like that extended solo and our drummer is really good about it. like he mixes that part up at the end or like he'll extend parts or like really kind of break it up. He plays, you know, pretty, aggressively so he builds it up really well and it ends up being like a lot of fun and then you know 
um, I guess we're kind of twisting the song a little bit because like, you know, he starts building up on the drums and I'll start playing like chords on the bass and then it just starts sounding like really big. And then at the end, it just has like a really cool crescendo to it. So, um, you know, there's that one or there's always a, <laughs> this one, we talk about audibles and stuff. Like the bartender security comes up to know just like one more song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like curfew or whatever, oh, yeah. you know, and you just got to be like, all right, uh, the other good one, Everlong. <laughs> yeah, People love that. that one. We both love yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, that's one of the songs that everybody loves, but when you go and listen to it, you're like, yeah, everybody should love it. It's popular it's for good. a reason. It's that good. I mean, like, it's melodic, but it's heavy. It's in drop D. And then it's, you know, got this nice melody to it. But then the drums are ferocious on that song, you know? Like, uh, you know, I don't know how you play with, like, without your arms falling off. It's, it's like, you know, you got hit hard, but like it's fast. It's really fast. Especially the ending. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's one of those things where you sit back and listen to it. You're like, that's actually a very, yeah, it's a very impressive song. I don't know if that sounds like a pretentious thing to say, but it's really good. You know? oh, it's a great song. Um, do you ever feel like with um, some of these artists that you have to play like the hit when you'd rather kind of play a B-side or something? Like maybe you have to play Sugar, We're Going Down instead of Dance Dance, which might be more fun or something, something like that. So there's always that balance because I think all of us, we all want to do the songs that we really, you know, that we particularly like. I'll, yeah. actually, I'll give you a perfect example. So um, I love the Black Crows. Uh, we do, um, uh, we've done Hard to Handle, which is like, you know, like the biggest one. And then we do um, Jealous Again. Jealous Again is one I, I love too. But like my favorite Black Crow song, which was a single, is a song called Conspiracy from the third album, Morka. And it's, it's one of the things like it was a single and all that stuff, but it probably doesn't make sense to play because it's not as, you know, it, it's not as recognizable, I guess, you know, if you will, which is kind of a bummer. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you also learn to see the songs differently too. Like there's actually a lot of songs that I never listen to unless I hear like in the car. But then actually really like playing it like um like flagpole sitter my harvey danger like i never sit around going oh, oh i'd love to hear that song but like actually i always really like playing it it's, you know like it is actually kind of fun yeah. um but yeah like that but that is the balance because here's the thing too is like to your point where like when you say like the deep cuts up you know everybody's playing the you know the mr bright sides the my own worst enemy so sometimes we're still trying to differentiate by playing something that's like a little deeper cut where, you know, maybe the whole bar isn't going to get, but there's going to be a handful of people that go, oh, I remember that song. Like, I love that song. Like, uh, one that was a lot of fun we need to bring back is uh, In the Meantime by Space Hog. Oh, that yeah. one always went over well. That's you know, gotta be fun. Not like base. a huge song. Very underrated uh, yeah. song. Underrated song, very busy. And when that was, I think, one of our better ones and it was yeah like it's a popular song but it's not nearly like a name brand it's one like you'd recognize if you heard but you might not be able to like say what it is for yeah, a lot it, of people i would think it's great exactly song. there's there's one or two other ones that might have been a little more i'm trying to think 
know, popular bands and more obscure that like went over, you know, pretty well. I'm having a hard time remembering at the moment, but um, but um, but yeah, but that's the thing is like balance, like what what do people know, but then what's also just like a little different? Because if I hear one more cover band play American Girl or like Blister in the Sun, you know, like I'm just gonna. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it, it's you know I don't know some of those songs I'm like I, we we don't need to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, so, that, you go, I know you just mentioned uh, Black Rose, but like who are some of your other like '90s go tos? Like for you personally? Okay, for me, when I think like you know the '90s stuff, like you know I'm a Nirvana guy. I've always loved that band. I want to I want to play their songs like every set, you know. Um, but they can be a little, you know, hard to pull off. Thing, you know, vocally can like really kind of shred you up. You know, um, we would also kind of go back and forth where some people in the band love it, other people think it's kind of a bummer. Some of their stuff, I love it. Um, you know, Pearl Jam is fun. We play, uh, we play Jeremy, which for me as the bass player is just really fun to play, and it's like a little different. Um, that song either gets like a you know damn near standing ovation at the end or clears the floor depending on where you are <laughs> so like you kind of like no middle ground yeah that one and then just because i love any song with that i can use a fuzz or overdrive pedal i, I really love playing song too uh that one's a lot that's just that's in one of those songs it's so simple but everybody sings along with it it's nice and easy and then yeah, it's actually, it's just it's fun to play it's like a good party time song but um I, but i think it's not 2000s but i think my favorite song that we play right now which i want to play every show is um uh chelsea dagger oh, that's, i think it's like the chicago blackhawks goal song it, yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, if you heard it you would get it it's like you know a good party song too oh, yeah that one's that one always always goes over well too i've done some, yeah a lot of fun but uh those those are mine but it's been cool kind of dusting off some of the old ones like you know we're talking about 90s stuff playing like you know somebody to shove by soul asylum that's a fun song once again like i don't think i listened to it in years and then you know our drummer's like i want to play it and i want to sing it and we learned i'm like i'm like dude this is a this is a fun song you know yeah i bet there's a bunch like that you mentioned it with scotty doesn't know like songs you either didn't know or maybe didn't think you liked and then you you learn them and you see how the crowd reacts and you come around on them maybe yeah exactly it's like you know when you see people like okay if you're sitting in your car listening to something it gets boring you know but like if you notice like you definitely different appreciation for something when you're actually playing it at home or wherever but then when you see somebody like or like a group of people having a really good time to it you're like oh well, like now you come to appreciate it in a different way that you normally wouldn't so you ever uh, look out into the crowd and see people singing lyrics wrong like people get the same lyrics wrong often <laughs> i don't know but now i'm gonna watch every show yes, for that you have to there has to be certain <laughs> lyrics that people just mess up consistently <laughs> because if, 
Because if I'm going to be perfectly honest, when it comes to mistakes of any kind, it's mostly coming from us. <laughs> so I'm like, when if I see somebody messed up, it's usually like, you know, one of us looking at the other one. Like, like yeah, you know, you you're definitely your hardest critic. <laughs> like you guys uh, oh, yeah, are like, noticing I, it way I, more. Like I was, I forget, I think it was like the last show and I, I came in with something wrong. <laughs> rhythm guitar player Brad looks over me. He's like, are you on F sharp? I'm like, yeah, oops. <laughs> so it was creep by radio. And, uh, and the whole time playing, I'm like, I'm like, somebody's at it too. And it, it was me. <laughs> That's good. So Crossroads this weekend? I might Crossroads. go. I think I might go. Dude, come check it out. I mean, if anything, it's going to be a cool venue and all that stuff. I mean, that's the other thing too, is we try to sell. It's like, hey, people come out to see like a cool place. I'm excited to play there. Like I've never been, but they say it's like pretty professional over there. Where like, you know, I think they might even like be streaming it on their site or something like that. So, um, and that's the other thing too. I think they might actually have like a sound guy. So anytime we can like take advantage of that, that's always the best. Oh my God. You forget set everything like up how, for you? What was that? They set everything up for you? I mean, like or... they'll set everything up, but like they'll like, you know, come in, like make sure everything's mic properly. Maybe do like a, you know, get all like the drums set up and you, you don't realize how important those guys are to any show. Because, you know, we'll, our drummer tries, you know, he'll, he like sets up like the PA and like the sub and all that stuff. But like, if you're playing, you can't do the the levels properly. You know, like you really do need somebody out there who can like, you know, balance it correctly. Because I don't, I don't think you know most of us and even the you know casual music fan realize just how important it is to keep that balance going. Because you can't hear, you know, um, what you're hearing on stage or you know within the band is not how it sounds out there. We're like. Oh, I can't hear, you know, that guitar player over there. But it's like, but everybody out there can hear it fine. So it's like, you know, we shouldn't be asking them to like turn up or, you know, um, you know, if, if something might sound really loud up here, but it's, you know, actually out there, it's totally cool. So yeah, having those guys are like very, you know, I wish every place had a sound guy that was working there full time. So your, your lead singer likes to throw shoes. Did I read this correctly? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah he, he likes to work in his, his little things with um was it the uh buddy holly as the whole uh i don't know if i lost my shoe so like before the song starts you see him like starting like <laughs> loosen up his like his shoe and like so sometimes he'll throw it and then i think he's learned his lesson he used to sometimes just kind of like toss it to his side or like by me who tried to hit me with it and so then i would take it and throw it out into the dance floor <laughs> So then after, after a couple of times, he's, he's like, I throw it to somebody else who's not going to try to like, you know, send it to the moon, but you got to be yeah, careful. That, like, uh, you don't want to play brain stew and he starts taking his pants off or something. Please don't give him any ideas. Cause he will do it. <laughs> he, he's definitely one of those dudes. Like you see, like, you know, he, somebody may say, and then you see the gears turning and then like, you know, <laughs> And then and there it goes, you know. So, but it, it makes it entertaining. Me and him at the Orange Lantern once, we were doing like a, I think it was during Basket Case. We were like playing around, kind of like boxing each other out, like in basketball, whatever. And so he thought it was done and I didn't. So I just went and threw another shoulder into him and he stumbled and he had like 
two keyboards like you know stacked up at the end of the stage and he knocked them over and he, like our friend's friend like right in the back of the head who to this dude's credit they, he turned around and he was totally cool and like you know <laughs> actually helped like put it back up but uh and we finished the song <laughs> and there you go oh god and so you got and fight through it have you guys uh, like ever had to deal with like a drunken like rowdy member of the crowd? And like if so, like how did you guys kind of handle that kind of situation? <laughs> Some dude, I won't I won't mention the venue, but like they handled him well. But this dude, he, I don't know what he was on, it, it, but he was like coming like on. So like you know we're just like on the floor, we're, like you know I think they can like they move like the air hockey table over and like you know like then we're playing. He's like coming up on stage and like he's like trying to talk to people. And I think at one point he might have actually been trying to like strum the guitars or something like that. And he was just like during every song, he had to like come up and just start like like trying to start a conversation with somebody. You know? And like at mid-song? one point, like I like like mid-song, like everybody's playing. And he's like he comes up and he was relentless. Like he was it was either he was very excited about whatever it was, or if he didn't like it, he had no problem letting us know that either. But like, I was like looking over it, like at the security guy at one point, I kind of give him like the eyes and then he kind of like perks up. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like this dude here. So he was just kind of like, he was good about keeping him away, but it was funny because the rest of the night, you just see women scattering from the sky, like running and just like everybody. He was, I don't know. I, I was talking to the security guy. I'm like, I'm like, what was, I'm like, like, what's up with that dude? He's like, he's like, he's like, it's gotta be the drugs. I'm like, I hope not. But there's been plenty of that. No, no real shenanigans though. No fist fights, unfortunately. We're kind of hoping we maybe see like one of those bar brawls. You got to play more rage against the machine. That'll get well, the crowd yeah, fired we, up. Like, we, 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 we played killing in the name, like you know, every now and then. You think it would like elicit some kind of like you know, somebody to break a bar stool over somebody's back, but everyone's just like too well behaved. No one wants to get sued. But I think it would be fun to like be the soundtrack for like good old-fashioned you know bar brawl why not you know <laughs> would be your bar brawl song Ooh. i think you know what you know raising this machine would be good i think you know what uh, chelsea dagger would be a good proper bar brawl song um you know maybe like breed by nirvana something that doesn't slow down at all you know it, it, exactly with like the, like that intro like that drum roll comes in like you know, start seeing people like uh, i don't know jumping off the bar smashing bone glasses i mean i don't know i mean if you maybe want to start that this weekend at uh crossroads feel free all right yeah just buy me buy me enough shots and anything's possible (laughs) Uh, we'll make it happen i can't guarantee we'll cover your legal bills but uh you know i'll look forward to seeing you in court if i get subpoenaed i'm gonna be upset because i don't like wearing a suit so (laughs) suits are never fun no, they're not. But you know, it might be a bit of, it's like it's like that is Nick Hodges, and I did in fact see him start that bar brawl. I'll see you guys later. Your Honor, I blame the band for getting me too pumped up. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like an old school metal yeah. dude. He's like, I totally understand. You're free to go. <laughs> he, he looks at you. He's like, Godspeed, son. <laughs> you know, like he yeah. threw a shoe at me during Buddy Holly. I can't yeah. help <laughs> And it went off from there. It's like everybody's. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've seen like any other any people like really mix it up, but no, it's. I don't know. I guess we live in far too civilized times, which I guess isn't so bad. 
<laughs> you know, you don't want to see anybody go to the hospital. Probably for the best. They might miss out yeah. on some shenanigans. Yeah, it, it's like you, when it comes to shenanigans, you know, everything in life is bound. So you need like the good proper bounds, you know, like, I don't know, like you don't want to like burn the venue down, but, you know, maybe, you know, start like a fire in the parking lot. That'd be okay. You know, <laughs> as long as it's outside. Well, if it's outside, I'll see what the big deal is, you know, and if, especially if you contain to one of those like 50 gallon drums, why not? Then we could, you know, everybody can throw their shoes in or, you know, whatever it is, you know, small Woodstock down the street. <laughs> Just exactly, <contain. laughs> you know, hope everybody came to break stuff and then we put on the Rick Yankee hats and uh, we'll have a good time. Here's your fight song. <laughs> that, 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 that would be fun. I, um, yeah, you know what? It's like, yeah, if, if we're going to, we should probably put some limp biscuit in the mix because, like, you know, that mean, a little nucky maybe. Yeah, no, I actually brought that up to a band. I was like, I don't know if this is a really good idea or a bad idea. This is either going to like tear the roof off or be so lame, but like, should we play like nookie? Like, would that be? And I think the overwhelming response was like, no, we shouldn't. And I'm like, I still can't tell if that would be awesome or like, I'm trying to picture myself in the crowd. If the band played Nookie, if I'd be like, oh yeah, like these guys get it, where I wouldn't want to be accused of like thinking it was awesome. And then people like, these guys actually really like this stuff. I think you'd be surprised. They're touring right now yeah. and I think it's selling very well. Dude, they're playing the garden. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> And you know, my brother's like, he's like, Limp Biscuit has a day at the garden. I said, you know, I bet that's actually be an awesome show. Like you go and I don't know, like turn your brain off and I bet it'd be hilarious, you know? I feel like a My Way or a Roland would go over really well with a crowd. There's, there's, there's songs like they're so dumb that they're actually like kind they're of fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, if you hear Roland come on, like, yeah, you kind of can't help get a little fired up. Even like, you know, it's bad, you know, it's like yeah it's like you know when you eat something you know it's horrendous for you but you just enjoy it that's what the song like rolling is it's like <laughs> they're fast food their <laughs> exactly it's like a couple like you're gonna feel so guilty and awful later but you're like hey you know that was a good you know four minutes or whatever but you ever listen to their first album it's like really heavy like really heavy they cover faith oh yeah it's like they cover faith on them which i actually heard on the radio <laughs> like this weekend twice which I hadn't heard that one in years. I'm like, you know what? This is like, it is dopey, but like there's a lot of kind of fun memories with this song. What's the thing in the background above your head? It looks like a, is it right like here? A, yeah, it's like a logo thing. That's a rolled up Jets flag. That's what I thought it was. I was, yeah. I was, like, I was like, is that a Jets logo? I didn't want it to be too distracting, so I rolled it up a little bit. I was gonna say, is he gonna admit that to people? <laughs> Jets and Devils is rough. <laughs> I can't say much. I heard something that, like, since whenever, 2008, like, the Jets and Giants have, like, the worst records. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's pretty bad. It's not the Jets have, like, the too. longest playoff drought now. It, it's bad. And then, you know, it's also a bummer, too. It's like, I've only been to Giants Stadium once, the new one. I'm like, this is a new stadium. This is so dull. <laughs> like, there's no. I mean, the most generic stadium ever. It, yeah, it's, yeah, boring, but... It looks like a giant air conditioner from, like, the highway. <laughs> it kind of does, I mean, you know? <laughs> and it's, like, it's like this boring-looking stadium, and then it had, like, you know, whatever, that 
what was that thing called? Was it called Xanadu or whatever? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, the American years. Dream. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a mall, right? It's like, still kicking. Now it's like I know it's up and running, but before I was like, there was some like indoor ski slope that nobody was using. <laughs> you know? It just sat there. Yeah. All it was good for was a host of the bamboozle every year. Uh, yep. Those are the days. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, the memories. Do you that, remember? That was when I decided I'd rather go to concerts than go to my baseball games. And I saw a disappointment <laughs> in my dad's eyes for the first time in my life. <laughs> I remember, you know, you get like an email, you know, or text or something like they just posted the schedule. And you're like, oh, here it is. Here it is. It's like, oh my God, it's Muse and Taking Bag Sunday and Atreyu <laughs> and Every Time I Die. And you'd be like, we have to go. And some of those shows are fun. Dude, Weird Al was playing one that I went to. Oh, I, I saw it once. Be wild. A ball. Yeah, he's. It's. I love how they mix it up with these festivals too, because that's my favorite thing about a festival is you see people that you probably wouldn't see otherwise. Like this one I'm going to yeah. in Florida, Kiss is playing. Like when would I ever see Kiss? <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be fun now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm psyched. Oh. And then there's this band called The Who, H-U, and they're like Mongolian death metal. I'm so they're called The Who? The H-U. <laughs> That's very clever, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to listen until I see them live, because I don't want to know what Mongolian death metal sounds like until I'm in the crowd. No, you I, know what, I, been... actually, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I wonder <laughs> if they've ever been booked by accident. Like people thinking they're booking the Who. And it's, it's Mongolian death metal instead. Can you imagine your parents like walking into there and being like, I never got a chance to see them. And I know that like Keith Moon's not there. <laughs> this will be fun. <laughs> Mongolian death metal. Just... Like, oh, they got Asian? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll bamboozle back in the day. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, I think we left off on bar fights and how there's not enough shenanigans. Oh yeah. But, uh, um. So bar stages. Um, I was wondering. You touched on it before at the OL. Like how how different is it? Like you said, the OL has a bar up from the crowd. Then the last one you described, you were just on the floor with everyone. Is there a preference? Like, do you like maybe being up, or what's what's the best way for you? Truth, this is gonna sound maybe silly and basic, but like wherever we have space, because uh-huh. you know you're crowded and because like you know they're not gonna give you a bunch of space because that's taken away from tables for the paying customers. So like you know we, there's five guys in the band, so I'm the only one that actually brings an amp. You know and it's still <laughs> tight. So like. That's the thing is like the preference is really where can we kind of just like spread out so we're not tripping over one another because like you know you could turn around like in certain places and like you know I've backed into the symbols you know without <laughs> meaning it because you're not enough space you know you clunk guitars into like one another uh, you know tripping trip over wires but like maybe one of the best setups was we, we played uh, just Jake's back in November in Montclair and there's they have like a legit like stage so like you're elevated so people can see you you can see them they have like a really good sound system and it's like you know you have space and nobody's like really cramped so that, that like the real preference is really just having a place where you can actually you know like spread out um 
but yeah, anything where it kind of gives a little uh, separation, if, if only just because, you know, there's other, like, you know, from a technical standpoint, like you got like your pedal boards down there and you got like these wires and like, you know, we're tripping over them, you know, other people might be too. So it's, you know, yeah, I guess, you know, it'd be preferred if we had like a nice little stage everywhere <laughs> because usually if there's a stage it also means like that they're you know, preparing for the band to come in and not, you know, as opposed to, uh, you know, other places where we walk in, they still have to move the tables out. <laughs> and then like we're helping them like, you know, roll out the dinner table and like stick it <laughs> on its side over there, you know. Yeah. Um, our, 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 go ahead, Brett. My it's mind's good. running. I was going to say, I'm surprised I didn't ask until now, but I got to ask about the band name. I think like you guys have like the greatest cover band name I've ever heard before. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Dude? If you Google Grand Theft Audio, there's one in Massachusetts. I think there was one in New Jersey. There was like one in, like, it, it's all over. So again, like the NJ thing. We came up with that name. So when the band formed, we performed our singer and drummer were in a band together before us and they had their band was like dissolving but they had a few more gigs on the books so like let's just perform under the other band's name you know for those gigs and whatnot and then like it just got to and we're like then we're like we'll change it later and we kind of kept putting it off and I was, after a while, I was like this other name we're playing it I'm like I can't stand it it's stupid I hate it we have to change it like I want to like be like our own thing and so our singer actually he was the one who's like he's like it's like you know, he's like, oh, I thought like Grand Theft Audio would be a good name. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then like people here and like, like you know, like everybody knows it's like they get the reference, you know. It's like, like you know, people like laugh at it. And then like, you know, you can do like, you know, like the video game font and you know, all that stuff. So like it does have like a little bit of familiar familiarity because, you know, I always thought like, like the name, it's, you know, you can't take it too seriously. We're playing other people's songs, right? But like, you don't want it to be something like there's some bad band names out there, dude. I'm like, <laughs> we got to do some some kind of good branding. But uh, but yeah, it's it, it, it's fun. I do like it. Is there a like a cover band like club? Like, do you ever talk to like the Benjamins or the Nerds or like any of those other guys and like all bond over your? your shared those, territories so like those dudes like i like like that like the next level they've all been doing for like 20 some odd years like they're the bands that actually do have like a following you know um so like you know they get like all like the big place like the you know janks down point pleasant you know we're at the level like underneath and like you know so we're all within i'd say like our class everybody is like you know it's like competition but it's also like your peers and and one of the things i came to learn when you said like when you're talking about like the scene or whatever is one of the things that's actually kind of good about this is you know let's say one of us is on vacation in july but there's a gig book you, you know other people in bands you go hey like you know our set list already people can you can sub people in like really easy and it's, you know, not like a big deal. Like if you're, you know, you know, you go to see, you know, some, you know, original band, you're like, oh, one of the guys is going to make it. You're like, well, I don't want to go to that show. But like, you know, we can swap people in and out like pretty easy. And that actually makes it way easier to, you know, 
get things booked and then or if like there's like a last minute cancellation for somebody you go oh yeah well we know this guitar player that drummer that bass player singer and they come in so it's like yeah we're all like you know competing but at the same time we're all still you know yeah you know, peers and kind of relying on one another here and there so um yeah there's like i'd say like there's friendly rivalries and then there's also people that like you know we're all just like buddies with and you know people who like go out to see one another but um yeah it's uh it's been a cool way to meet other musicians for sure you know um it's not like there's a ton you know up around like you know I'd say like the north jersey area but there's actually you start to learn that there are good musicians out there i've been surprised by like how good some people are. i was like oh wow like there's some people who are like really talented dude um but um but yeah it's uh it's definitely been a cool way to meet other people and like you know we've had people that we know and like you know like they'll jump up on stage and take over for a song on like you know bass or vocals guitar and it's uh yeah it, it definitely gives it sometimes more of like a you know like good times party atmosphere knowing that like you know we can just pull somebody up who we're friends with and they can play along i think people kind of you know kind of like that that's definitely cool. something you don't really get at other shows you go to oh no i mean i mean look i don't think slash is gonna pull anybody up from the crowd to be like oh you can handle the solo in paradise city have at it kid you know <laughs> like you know like we've had friends walk into a place and like oh yeah like, you know this guy plays guitar let him play on this song and then like yeah then like you see people's friends like that they come in with and like they'll like run to the stage and start like taking photos videos and stuff so like it's been it's something that's fun, but it's also something where you're like, oh, this helps with just the exposure because now people are more excited to see this and then they'll post it somewhere or they'll, you know, tell their friends about it. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, it's been one of those things where, yeah, before getting into this, I didn't realize, yeah, just like how yeah, many actually good musicians are out there, you know, doing this type of thing. Very cool. Yeah, it seems like a ton of fun. Like I, like you said at the beginning, it's something I've always like daydreamed about. Like when I see cover bands, like oh, I'd love to do that, but you don't really take steps to do it. So it's awesome that you did it and it's working. <laughs> well, I got like tired. I was like, I haven't played with people in years. I'm like, and I actually want to play in front of a crowd. I mean, I'm like, you know, no one's going out to see original stuff. I'm like, I just remembered back in the day, maybe go see like all this cover bands and they'd be like some place that was jammed i'm like you know let's just get over myself with having to be like some kind of artist and having some kind of sound and you'd be able to hear and say you know what's really good is just having a fun time on saturday night you know playing a foo fighter song and everybody sings along you know it's like yeah like you i don't know i would encourage anybody who's thinking about doing it to just give it a swing it's a pain putting together a band you know but once you do and you get and you're off and running with it, it's just, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks, it. it's fun to watch. <laughs> That's the thing I wanted too, is like, I, okay, this might sound weird. I don't really go out to watch like cover bands or anything like that. But like, I always wonder, like, you know, like when you guys, if you walk into a bar and you see there's a band playing, are you like, oh, cool, let's see how they are? Or are you more like, oh, it's going to be loud? It depends what I'm looking for for that night. Like there's some yeah, nights of like, oh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for a band. But if it's like I'm taking like the wife out for dinner, there's a band. It's like, oh, now we're not going to be able to like talk. 
but uh, <laughs> after that, that's why I like it depends. It's, it's definitely fair. It's like, like I said, <laughs> we would walk into places and people like, you know, they don't know. So you see people like eyeing us up. I think they're trying to determine if they're going to stay even before we've even played. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> I'm imagining you and your wife sitting there going, all right. <laughs> then we hear some good songs we know, then could completely flip the mood. There's always that aspect too. Well, and that's the thing, and that's truthfully one of the things that's actually kind of rewarding is when you kind of, they say you said when you flip a crab, some people who don't know you, they don't owe anything to you. They're not like your friends. They're not like whatever. And then all of a sudden they end up sticking around and then like, you know, out of somebody comes in like you're like <laughs> slapped you on the shoulder and, and like you know it's like hey you guys are great and you're like oh really cool like it's it's cool when you convert people into you know people and then you see like oh they're gonna stick around all night and like you know maybe even come and see us again but um yeah it, that's sort of like the challenge that we have every i guess every show if you will always trying to win people over Speaking of like winning people over, I was actually out like once like five, six years ago with friends at a bar and we were loving the cover band so much that my buddy actually booked the band to play his wedding and they oh. did. Like there's like things like that could happen, which is really cool to see. Oh, there's been That's plenty of things where like, well, yeah, you yeah. can make them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I've, I've heard about people like some of those big wedding bands, you know, and like, you know, it, it's that stuff is no joke dude like you can make a good living doing or you know good living or just like you know have a real good side hustle with it um you know th there's been like we've gotten some interest from people that have said like hey would you play our wedding and which to me I was, I was shocked i was like who's gonna want like an alternative cover band to play their wedding but then all of a sudden there's some people that like they're into that like they don't want to have the I don't know, people playing the Bee Gees and whatnot and like, you know, like 70s, like disco hits. And they're like, oh, Keep yeah, like, we wanna, <laughs> yeah like, we, we, we want to hear like, the you know, misfit songs and stuff like that. It's like, oh, OK, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and we can do it for I don't know, X amount of dollars. But it's uh, yeah, that's where like that. That's what you always hope is that somebody is at a show and goes, even if it's not good, like somebody from somewhere else and goes, oh, you guys would be good for you know, this event or this wedding or, you know, something like that. And then uh, my last question for you is I have to ask you about the guitar. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so like how did you get into playing that? And also like, how difficult is it to play? All right. So with the guitar, so when the band formed, our original lead guitar player, who kind of like the whole thing starts with that guy, great guitar player. He, you know, we all kind of left on amicable terms. Great dude. He'll be getting up to play with us again soon. He was, he really wanted all the songs to sound very much like they were on the, you know, recording. So he wanted to have like keyboards when none of us knew how to play. So it was like, should we get another keyboard player? No. And our singer, Steven's like, he's like, you know, I'll, I'll learn the keyboards. You know, he was like up for it. So he's like been learning it and whatnot, but you know, going back to the stage thing, we didn't have, there's not enough room. So then when you put like a, Thing of keyboards up there it was taking up all the space and then you know if i'm throwing a shoulder into him it's getting knocked into the crowd so then there was a text thread and he goes i'm thinking about getting a keytar and i think at first i was like please don't <laughs> like do not get that <laughs> so then it came up again and do you guys remember the band el nino like a metal band from like uh 
Jersey-based like metal band from like early 2000s. Their bass player ran our old rehearsal space in Hoboken. And he, his name was Laz, great dude. And they're like, they said, the, the singer's like, Laz, and he's like, should we get a guitar? And so, you know, Laz, who's toured the world and like, did all stuff, and he's just like, oh yeah. Like, he's like, <laughs> get a guitar. So like, that kind of sold it. So it saves room on stage. And now I guess, you know what, you might've been proving my singer's point, Brett, because he was like, people are gonna see the guitar and be like, that's the guitar band. Like, it's gonna stand out. And we were like, no one cares about this stupid keytar. And now here we are, Brett's going like, hey, you guys got a keytar. <laughs> I'm a sucker for the keytar. <laughs> you know, I kind of can't argue with it. It's like, you know, it, it does add an element of fun. <laughs> and then and it takes up, you know, less space on stage. So. But I, I got to tell her saying that. I'd be like, yeah, I, I have to concede <laughs> that your theory about the keytar might have been correct. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, so Crossroads this weekend, um, where where can the people find you guys? Instagram, Facebook? Search us out Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. Just search out Grand Theft Audio NJ. Uh, you'll find us there. Uh, it's, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other bands. Or but yeah, just search out Grand Theft Audio NJ or New Jersey. You'll find us. Those are the three main ones. And yeah, this weekend is Crossroads, and then two weekends is the Stagehouse Tavern in um, Scotch Plains, and then at the end of the month is the Red Lion in Manhattan, and then a bunch of good shows coming up in May, June, July too. So follow us on there, and everybody, please come out. This is this is fun. This is a good time, guys. Hell yeah! This is Definitely. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Mike. Um, no. Thank you. This is fun, man. Yeah, it was great. Um, last last question: Can <laughs> can Dimebag Daryl shout out General Admission Podcast? Actually, hold on one second. I need a prop. I think Ryan Dacey actually gave this to me. <laughs> like, all right. Oh, there he is. Hey, Dime hey man. Hey man. <laughs> hey man. Oh, man. I'm getting strapped up with the General Admission Podcast right now. We'll be burning some rope, doing some illegal shit. You know, get your pull on that, man. Hell yeah. Thanks, Don Bag. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. We'll talk to you soon. Maybe Thanks, I'll man. see you. I'll try and see I, you this weekend. Dude, come out. It'd be great. Awesome. All right. Later. Bye. Okay, we're back. Um, thank you, Mike Calrigal, for coming on. That was a ton of fun. Um, in the spirit of cover bands, I think Brett has a little something he cooked up that he likes to call. What band is this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which, and I'll explain to my... This is the game show where we're going to name band. We'll workshop that one. <laughs> That's going to be our game show music if we can't find any in the... Uh... The producing process. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But some uh, ground rules at the top. So basically I have 10, I made up 10 cover band names. So, and then just for the record, these are all from the top of my head. If these bands exist, shout out to them. If they don't exist, but somebody takes the name, feel free to take it. Venmo's and open. The, 
It's yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're not copyrighted. You have to feel free to take them to our Venma. <laughs> and for you, Nick, these are bands within our lifetime. So there's no like Zeppelin or Rolling Stones or anything. It's bands that were around while we've been on okay. Earth. Okay. So my days off Earth don't count. Don't count. I spent that year in space. And ah. basically, these are cover bands of existing bands. And I'm going to say the cover band name, and you have to guess which band they cover. Okay. Hit me. All right. I'll start you off with an easy one. Long Forgotten Sons. Well, Brett, I'm going to go with Rise Against, Chicago's favorite. Correct. You're one for one. Ding, ding, ding. I'll go into another easy one for you. Oh, thank you. Jonas. Ah, well, that can only be one band. Weezer. Correct. Now we're going to start to spice it up as we go along here. <laughs> now that I'm feeling good, you could knock me down. Now you got your confidence up now. <laughs> the next one is Don't Count on Me. To let you know when my cover band is playing? <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, uh, that would be a Sum 41 cover band, sir. That's correct. Yeah. Three for three. <laughs> Wait, oh, I see what I did now. So the first half is easy, and then it gets tougher in the second five. So right. I would think you should easily get these next two. All right. Let's hear them. This is probably the easiest one, but <laughs> where are you? And I'm so sorry that my cover band was late. Um, this is going to be <laughs> a blank cover band. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> four for four. Four for four. And this one, I just made myself laugh with the name. If there's actually a band out there named this, I'd laugh at it every single time. But this band is Get It, Put It In You. <laughs> well, that would be the band that plays all the porno conventions. Um, I'm going to go with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's correct. <laughs> It'll give it away nod there. <laughs> oh, no. So now you're we're... perfect through five. You're All halfway right. through the game now. You're going to get a little tougher now. Maybe. Next one up is <laughs> bruised and broken. Uh, I thought maybe was the hit. I was <laughs> Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, bruised and broken <laughs> is going to be newfound glory. Correct. Head-on collision. Six for six. Yeah, baby. Lucky number seven. Next up is Listen to Me Wine. Green Day. Correct. Yeah. Still perfect. Woo. All right, next one is Don't Bother Angels. Hmm. Don't bother angels. Don't bother angels. Bother angels. Um, System of a Down? No. Uh, Actually, I might have messed up on this one. 
it's a it's a taking back Sunday cover band. I believe the line is "Don't bother Angel." And cue oh. the ear. Has that been a misheard lyric? That's <laughs> when he's yelling in uh, um, "Your Soul Last Summer," or is it um, the the other one that I always e. mix up? Yeah, yeah, Angel and her lipstick. Don't bother Angel. I know exactly. Oh, yep. man. Uh, I messed that I one up. I broke up the perfect game. System of a down. Get out of here. <laughs> Only Machine Gun Kelly can cover System of a down. Where <laughs> <laughs> <Or> can he? <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide. Don't look it up. Well, we got, uh, you got two shots of redemption here, at least. Unlike okay. Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> this one is bands like this bands like this bands like this or bands like this wait i said the same thing twice. oh sorry i read it bands like these ah i want to say foo fighters correct ah, cool all right the last one i think is the toughest one so let's see if you get it. Vampire World. Vampire World. Vampire World. Vampire World. I want to go with My Chem because they have a song about vampires. No. <sighs> Wait, can I get a hint? The world is a vampire. Uh well, that was a pretty straightforward hint. <laughs> <laughs> it is um, the men who smash the pumpkins. They do. Uh, <laughs> eight out of ten. I had a different one originally. I was going to have, I had stomping gourds, but I figured that's <laughs> not really <laughs> a reference to the smashing pumpkins. <laughs> it's just another way. To... <laughs> It was just another way of saying <laughs> closing your eyes fastly and then opening them again for a certain amount of times. <laughs> <laughs> that would be blink. Can't breathe. <laughs> Trouble breathing. Trouble breathing. The sum of 39 plus two. <laughs> there. That's that's a good one. <laughs> Glory you just discovered. <laughs> uh, all right, we need to stop this before it gets even more out of okay. hand. <laughs> um, I have some some news on the band who closes their eyes very fastly and opens them again 182 times. A certain amount of times. <laughs> so I was in the shower thinking. It's where I get some of my best thinking done. And obviously, while I'm making the shower, I'm thinking about Blink-182, because what else would you Naturally. think about? Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking, there's all this, like, all this courting going on on Instagram. This week, Tom posted just, it was just a picture of himself with, like, there were a couple, like, black lines, but I don't think that was relevant. And the caption was just at Blink-182. So, like, something's clearly going on, as we've known. And then I thought, Let's say Tom rejoins, as we feel will happen. What's next? What happens? Because he's going to join and something's got to happen. So they're either going to announce a reunion tour or announce a new album. And then I started thinking, if they tour and they're getting back together, 
maybe there's a reason. So I did some Googling. Take Off Your Pants and Jacket came out in 2000, or um, was it, I think just 2000, 2001. Yeah. So that anniversary has passed, but you know, it came out in 2003. Self-titled. Self-titled, also known as Blink's um, magnum opus, their best work. So I think we're aligned in our thinking here. I think Tom announces rejoining Blink and then they announce 20 year self-titled tour. Now the kicker is self-titled came out in November of 2003, but I don't think we can split hairs. Like it came out in 2003. They can tour it in 2023. They don't have to wait till November. (laughs) I hope. Um, So yeah, that's, that's, that's my, my thinking. Tom rejoins self-titled 20 year anniversary tour gets announced. Maybe a deluxe edition with like demos and stuff, maybe a couple new songs. That's how not now came to be. It was just like a greatest hits. They snuck a couple on it. That's very underrated song. Not now. Yeah. That's a, that's a very good song. It's easy to forget about. Cause if you listen to albums, you're not probably not listening to their greatest hits. And then no. it just kind of falls by the wayside, but yeah, I'm, I'm I could see that some... though, but my only thinking there would be if they didn't do a full tour, what if they just did a 20 year show at Bamboozle? They headlined, they played self titled in full for the 20th anniversary of Bamboozle. Do you think New Jersey can hold all those people? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so. Put it back at MetLife. <laughs> Which I'm all for. I think it's a better spot. I'd rather be in a parking yeah. lot than like trying to figure out where to go in Asbury. Yeah. I was too young for like the surf and skate bamboozle days. So like bamboozle to me was like the MetLife parking lot or giant stadium, whatever it was then. I forget when it switched. Um, and then there was the bamboozle that they gave us a few years ago, which was on the beach. On um, the beach. That would be really cool. I'd be down with that because we live here, so it's fine with me. Um, Either way, it's a win for us, hopefully. Yeah. They are a California band, so I don't know if they'd maybe announce. Because I forget who, but I've seen bands just announce like a couple big shows, some on the East Coast at one venue, and then some on the West Coast at another. So like, it's basically you have to go to New York or California to see them. I don't know. if like when... The Final Warp Tour did that, right? Yeah. Uh, well... Like Ventura, yeah. California, and I think like that PC. Yeah. I didn't know there was a West Coast one for that, but it makes sense. Because I don't does does Blink want to tour the whole country? They're they're old men. <laughs> Probably not. not. I don't know. Hopefully, yeah. Mark's doing a lot better, but I don't know what kind of condition he's in currently. Right. And Travis Hopefully has like all better. this reality TV he has to film. So, although producing. Re- reality kardashians featuring travis on the road playing with blink i mean i'd watch that in a heartbeat yeah (laughs) till you get a new viewers (laughs) i'm almost debating if this kardashian thing if it's just on hulu and i know there's like a lot of travis in an episode i'd throw one on just to see what it's about just to hear travis's voice (laughs) he just carries around a drum pad Whenever he gets asked a question, he's just like, <laughs> he's just getting tattooed the entire episode. 
Like when we oh, talked about Bobby. <laughs> you you saw it on the the Grammys. You saw his head real well, and I was thinking oh, yeah. what Bobby said. He wasn't kidding. Like he is tatted no. up. It's crazy. Good uh, observation, my Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, Travis. What a interesting person. Um, but yeah, Blink Tour, self-titled. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Unless you heard it somewhere else. I don't really know. I don't know what you're the breaking news before, before the breaking news. <laughs> That's right. Um, you want to get into our voicemails? We had we had a call. Let's in. do it. Um, so we had a call in from our friend Mike, Mike G, and um is cover band related. So let me get this pulled up. And here we go. Hey boys, first time, long time. Or is it long time, first time? Either way, uh, fan of the pod. Quick question for you. When you see a cover band at a wedding or a bar or a club, what's your go-to song? What song are you just waiting for them to play? When they play it, you go nuts. And on the other side of the coin, what song do you run away to the bathroom? Nick, you're not allowed to say Spice Girls. See ya. That caveat at the end made this question a lot harder. Favorite song that you're waiting for a cover band to play. I gave this quite a bit of thought because there's a lot of good songs, but what songs do you want to hear played by a cover band? So I'll take this one first. My One of my favorite songs to hear by a cover band is The Anthem by Good Charlotte. And my reasoning Ooh, is... It's a good one. Good Charlotte is a band that like young, what is it? Young and hopeless, young and restless, um, whatever album that was um, with like, I think you're a young and hopeless. I think so. Um, with like wondering and the anthem and bloody Valentine. And um, I love that album and I never listen to it anymore. I don't, I don't know why I just don't. It's whatever reason. So my i really only hear the anthem when cover bands play it and that's awesome it's got a great guitar solo it's got a line about shaking your dick at the urinal who doesn't love that um (laughs) um, it's got the the crowd part at the end where like they're like another loser anthem everyone could be like whoa it's it's just a fun crowd participation song it's got all the pieces that make a great single and i really only hear it when cover bands play it so that's my vote and that's a great one thank you um i'll let you say your favorite because i am really struggling to think of a song that i go to the bathroom for since i can't say spice girls wannabe because that's the worst song ever written in the history of time excuse me it probably (laughs) is but uh i think so mine doesn't really happen too often but when a cover band pulls it out i go nuts when the song played at your wedding i went nuts this was, of course, Alive, The Glory of Love by Say Anything. Who doesn't go nuts when that song comes on? Like, it's just something comes over me every single time. Like, my mood is instantly at, like, 200 on a scale of 1 to 100. And it's a, just, it just captures the audience. It's, a, it's not really the happiest of song when you listen to what's going on <laughs> we, lyrically, we ignore the, the Holocaust but melodically... <laughs> song about love <laughs> it is a song about love <laughs> that i requested at a jewish wedding once and forgot that that's what the song oh. was about but that's beside the point <laughs> oh no 
no. No one knew, but my friend, like, why did you request this? Like, what do you mean? Who doesn't like the song? It's like, we're at a Jewish wedding. I was like, oh, shit. Ah. <laughs> Probably not a good idea, but everyone went nuts when it came on. So it worked out in the end, at least. But... You know, there were some old folks in the crowd that were like, what did they just say? <laughs> it's a great song, though. It, it starts off with, with the buildup. Oh, 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 and then you got the swinging part. Yeah, that's all timer. And the right bridge there. with the speed it up go. Yeah. Oh, forget it. Yeah, you already think you're partying hard, and then they tell you to speed it up. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great pick. Oh, that's where your song. videographer caught me during that part. <laughs> 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 I gotta go back and watch the video. <laughs> clip it. Or it might have been a different song, but that song is played around the same time. So, um, least favorite song. I. Do you have one? Because I'm really struggling with this. From a cover band or in general? You mean? You just mean when a cover band plays it, you want to go to the bathroom? Yeah, I would look at it like a song that's usually played by cover bands, and you're like, uh, this one again. Maybe not this one again, but yeah, I don't. We discussed this on the interview, but I'm just going to use it because he he said the song, and I was like, yeah, I do hate hearing that all the time. Probably American Girl, Tom Petty. Nah. Like, how many times are you going to play that over? Like, <laughs> it's a great song, but like, I don't need to hear it every single time there's a live band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. That one's kind of. It could kind of my own worst old. enemy on the other hand on the other hand like i wouldn't mind hearing that every time because that <laughs> song just gets the people going see i i almost picked that if i'm being completely honest just because it's like there's a cover band you know they're gonna play it but it's <laughs> it's a great song like it works. I really, I really it's not fair it would be disingenuous to say i don't like when it's played i'm just slightly tired of hearing it but I still have a great time when it's played. So I can't say I'd leave. Um, Spice Girls is definitely a walk away, but Mike took that one off the table. I'm at a loss. I'm really at a loss here. It's a sign of a good thing then. I guess there's not really any songs you're sprinting to the bathroom other than yeah, just Spice Girls. But do cover bands play that? I've heard Sometimes. it. Sometimes. I've heard you wanna be, you wanna love. Uh, kill me. <laughs> uh, you know what? I hate that song so much that that's my answer. And I don't care that you said I can't say it because that's how much I hate it. So there yeah, you go. Mark. <laughs> I'll text it to you if I could think of one, but that's the answer. And that's what has to be the answer because that song is trash. Fight me. Anyway. <laughs> Got a little aggressive there. I'm sorry, folks. Um, Your wrestling promo. <laughs> God, just really don't like that song. Now I'm all worked up. What What do we got going on next week, Brett? <laughs> take Take so, me away from this. <laughs> I know there's a ton of albums coming out Friday, but the top two that I at least have noted down were Jack White as part one of his two albums coming out this year and new papa roach who i still check out after all these years even though some people think they're not cool anymore i've always loved papa roach and they always put on a good live show so i still check out whenever they drop something they're good for some some singles 
Yeah, I, re- I remember uh, they, that one they did with uh over the they put it out last summer was really good. Yeah, it had like an electronic part in it or something. I thought or like a he like raps again. Sort. Yeah, yeah. The so Fever three 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 singer. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, Don't swerve in my lane or something like that. Swerve, swerve, swerve. There it is. There, yeah. All right, it's new Papa Roach, new Jack White. Um, we're gonna have our friends on from Grin and Bear, um, Jersey-based band that I really love, and they have a new album coming out uh, next Friday. So we're gonna have Brian on, the lead singer, guitar player, writer of the songs, and we're gonna talk to him about it. Very excited. I can't yeah. wait for that one. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, that's our show. Um, if you're listening on iTunes rate us because that will really help a little five star maybe review like these guys are so handsome and funny we love them Subscribe. yeah <laughs> yes yes do all the things review that you're supposed to do um thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you next week peace love all of you love you nick bye Where are-